on today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition. What's the difference between stalkerware and just creepyware? And whose side of the political ad fence are you on, Twitter or Facebook? So I actually have a question for you, Alfred. Before we got the show started here, you actually had to correct me because I did refer to this uh, Instagram app. Uh, what, what's it called again? Like? Like Patrol. Like, like Patrol. Patrol. God, that just sounds so dystopian. Uh, I, you had to correct me because I called it stalkerware, but you, it's not stalkerware. Could you yeah. further uh, describe or just help differentiate why it's not stalkerware? Yeah, I just want, so stalkerware is a specific type of like malware most most of the times it disguises itself as like oh this app is for parents who want to keep track of where their kids are or like if they're talking to pedophiles online um but the thing is they'll put it on like their girlfriend or boyfriend's like phones and they don't know about it um and then it'll send like location data it'll send like everyone they messages that they've texted it'll send like their emails uh is that legal no Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think it was. Yeah, it'll it'll send a lot of that, and then people, it, it's used by a lot of abusive partners. Um, so the reason why Like Patrol is not like that is because like your location data, all that stuff that stalkerware siphons off is like private information. Whereas you know when you're liking somebody on Instagram, that's public. Like you, people can see that. The only thing that makes Like Patrol incredibly creepy is that. It basically makes it incredibly easy. Like if I wanted to know every post that you've liked, I'd have to go to like, you know, posts that you might have interacted with and, and check to see like every single one of them. Uh, whereas this, it kind of just automatically scrapes it and then just and like, then sends you sends you notifications about it. Um, so that that is the big difference here. So like patrol is incredibly creepy, but it's not stalkerware just because it's not as severe as what stalkerware is, which has ruined a lot of like lives. Yeah, again, Twitter makes this really easy, and I wonder if they will ever get rid of this element, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going on your page right you now. You can see my likes, yeah. Yeah, I can see all your likes. Does it does it matter? Is it really that important? I don't know, but mm-hmm. at the same time, obviously, Instagram walked away from this feature, and I wonder if uh, Twitter might do the same yeah. thing at some point. This comment from Ryan's got me chuckling a little bit. He says, uh, is it so wrong, though, to like those pictures while on social media? I know this is probably a deeper conversation than they intended today. Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, you should be able to like whatever the hell you want. Like, I I, com- I completely agree with that. I mean, I also understand that, you know, if you're liking all of these, like, bikini photos and stuff like that, and you're in a relationship, like, that might be a weird conversation to have, but... Also, I you should be able to like whatever the hell you want. Uh, you're also not required to like anything. Just because you're looking at bikini photos, you should not be compelled to, you know, click the heart on them. Yes. You know, look at whatever the heck you want. And again, stuff can be monitored and tracked online. So, you know, maybe be a little bit more careful mm-hmm. with, with literally anything you do online. It's all trackable, or a lot of it is anyway. It's just interesting to me that somebody thought like, hey, people are really insecure and like jealous of their partners. Let's make money Let's off of it. Let's make money off of it. And that it really goes to show way, you the Alfred. hellscape that we all live in with technology. So Thank you. I, I, I forgot to ask you this earlier. Uh, how many total people were actually using this service? Like under 300 people. But they, that's because they were doing like a soft launch. They only they weren't like public until like the last two, three weeks. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like that makes me feel at least a little bit better about yeah. humanity that it wasn't like completely. I think if we were free, more people would use it. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, devil's advocate, uh, it's the internet. You can find 
anything? Why are you messing around on a public forum looking for bikini photos on Facebook where you know that you can get busted? Uh, people are horny, man. Like, people are horny online. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know. Like, they they it might be more attainable for them on a social network. Like, they can actually comment and, like, talk back already, and forth with this person. Or yeah. they're already on that social network yeah. anyway. So it's more easily accessible, at least I, in their own mind. I would just never underestimate the stupidity of horny people online. <laughs> that is <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> can can we get that printed on a t-shirt or something please? i mean like it's really genius it's it's pretty accurate it's pretty damn good alfred sorry uh okay here's a really good one from michael brown um in regards to the political ad statements and stances that we've seen taken in the past 24 hours i can see both sides of the argument i like that they got rid of political ads but i feel that the feature was good for a smaller politician this only gives more uh, power and edge to the richer politicians. Do you think that's really going to be the outcome here? Uh, that is actually the exact argument that Mark Zuckerberg has been making for keeping political ads on uh, Facebook. Um, I don't think people have a problem with political ads in general. I think the big problem with Facebook was that they don't mind if people lie in them in political ads. That's that's an issue. Uh, and and the other issue here is, is that they actually have the power to do something about it. Going back again to TV stations, TV stations are legally mandated to run those ads, whether they're true or false or what have you. So if somebody really, really dislikes something or they feel like it's a dog whistle one mm-hmm. way or another, the TV station will be able to say – we have to run this. Mm-hmm. There's no option here. This is this is a legal mandate. Wait, can't that, they just not take ads from like if if like it's not like the Trump organization is going and like running ads on like MSNBC and saying like you have to run this. Uh, I think I think there are legal requirements for broadcasters to run political ads for for folks that are running for office. I think there were certain cases where um, no, you can reject ads. Like CNN it, has rejected. Yes, yeah. so that was specifically for. Uh, I think you're talking about the caravan ads. Those were rejected by multiple folks. Mm-hmm. I think that came from the Trump campaign, and if you recall, that was in 20. 20- 18 when Trump wasn't actually on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So it's different if you're running for office. It's considered, you know, some form of political speech or free okay. speech. So um, your I, point was that Facebook like doesn't have to adhere to those. Standards, exactly. I right? was going to get back to that. Yeah. That Facebook is not under the same requirement. Mm-hmm. And as we saw that exactly with Twitter, Twitter said, look, we're just not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And again, Facebook is making this as a very philosophical uh, position because the, Zuckerberg specifically said yesterday that they make less than 0.5% of their revenue from political advertising. So it, it's not a huge money maker for them. They actually put a, a like a percentage uh, directed at mm-hmm. that specifically. So, I mean, is this just pandering or is there actually some strategy to this? I mean, there's there's um, a case for saying that Twitter is just pandering here. I mean, to be fair, Twitter also doesn't make that much money off of political ads. Like, I think it's about the same percentage, or maybe less. And they and they very clearly uh, timed this to dunk on yes. Zuckerberg. Yeah, they this... did it right before they uh, Facebook announced their earnings report. So uh, Jack Dorsey was very clearly trying to make Zuckerberg look bad in this particular yeah. situation. And there are parts of it where like. There, there's workarounds for it where they can still run ads like in videos, um, like political ads in videos, which are really how they do ads to begin with, like mm-hmm. on on social media. So I think we have to wait and see for this ban to come into effect to see like how much teeth it actually has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, you're going to see stuff from politicians 
on Twitter. Yeah. Trump is all over Twitter. But he doesn't and, need to take out ads to get attention there. Exactly. That's the whole point with Jack Dorsey, though, where he's saying that, like, you know, political attention shouldn't be bought. Um, and I, I can see the argument for, like, somebody who's not as big as Trump trying to get mm-hmm. out there. That's or what Michael like that. was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I think the difference is, you know, if you're a politician and you're running for office, if the only way you can get attention is by taking ads out on Twitter, um, perhaps try a different career. So uh, what's interesting is, is that Trump's campaign did come out with a statement about Dorsey's decision. And they said that this is another move of social media companies uh, that they perceive as largely liberal mm-hmm. silencing conservatives. Yeah. So you know who else came out with a statement that. like that? Who? Russia Today. The, really? The state run Russian um, <laughs> propaganda organization also said this is just liberal fear mongering and Twitter is making uh, like caving into that. Good so, grief. You know, good side to be on. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, I had something I wanted to say, but your reaction kind of derailed me. Um, what did I want to to bring up? Help me here, Sally. What what did I have before I, I lost my mind laughing at that? Shoot. Uh, okay, so we have got ourselves a situation here. Um, I never thought I'd say this because for the longest time I kind of trashed it, but I actually think Twitter's becoming my favorite social media platform. Um, mostly because I've had to completely abandon Facebook because it overtook Twitter's cesspoolery. Um, I don't know. Where do you guys personally stand on this? Like, like take the take the news journalist cap off. What do you think about Dorsey's statement? I think that he should go further, and I think they should ban all ads, period. Um, <laughs> look, ads are terrible, and, you know, that's how we make our money, but we shouldn't. Um, we shouldn't have advertising on anything. Just have free content out there nobody gets paid uh seems pretty cool to me what is this star trek what's the matter with you i don't know what star trek is oh jesus (laughs) are there a lot of ads in star trek or no No, there are no ads there are no ads in star trek because they don't have any money in star trek it's just kind of a uh system where everybody does what they want and uh you know kind of supports the greater good yeah and Uh, back me up on this one bvg am i remembering that correctly uh sure why not okay yeah, I, they should just ban all ads. These are terrible. Like, think about, like, all these ads with, like, great photography and, like, good art, you know, catchy slogans, things like that. Think of all that talent being wasted to sell, like, products to people. Like, that's – it's such a drain on society and advertisers are the worst. Um, How am I supposed to remember to eat, like, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups all the time? Did they pay you to say that? No, Is but they should. Now? They should. Disgusting. You see the greed that advertising brings onto people. It's just this was such a wholesome show before. Yeah, yeah. This is what you get when I'm on this show. This is why I try not to be on all the time. But um, I'm enjoying it. Keep keep the rank going. Yeah, we should just not have any advertising. It's a terrible industry. Meanwhile, today's episode is brought to you by. <laughs> uh, Actually, I want here's here's a thought that just kind of popped into my head. Uh, is this maybe sensing a little bit of the writing on the wall with Dorsey? You know, Twitter won't be around forever. None of these social networks are going to survive the apocalypse. Um, it's all just kind of fleeting and in the moment. Yes, a lot of them have gone on longer than we truly maybe initially expected. But if you're a politician, shouldn't you be finding a better, more robust, more authenticated, verified, I don't know, qualified platform to get your message out there? 
Uh, no, if you're a politician and you have an open license to lie, like, why would you not take that? Like they, and that's what TV is. Uh, like, I don't think they care if, like, if, if the platform is valid or not, I think, oh, can I, you know, get my message out there? And if my message just happens to not be true, even better. Well, yeah. Especially if you can do it for free. Yeah. If a politician gets enough, um, you know, of an audience on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, then that's a really valuable tool for them to be able to just get the message out to uh, voters and to their broader audience and not have to really pay for anything other than staff to run those sites. So, yeah, it's it's definitely useful. It'll be interesting to see going into 2020 how Twitter walking away from political ads will have an impact on the broader market because there's so much money sloshing around for political advertising during a presidential election. So, uh, you know, Twitter's finances are not nearly as good as Facebook. So it's interesting to see that they decided to do this, but maybe they've gone through other election cycles and said, yeah, this isn't this isn't that much money regardless. Yeah, I do. I do remember uh, in that leaked audio from uh, Mark Zuckerberg at one of those town hall meetings that um, Casey Newton at The Verge got where he, he Zuckerberg talks about how we spend more on our like security and like detecting disinformation camp like uh, efforts than Twitter makes like in their entire yeah, revenue. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, yeah. so I, I mean... I, I've I've never really appreciated that kind of knock on Twitter though because they're always comparing it to Facebook, which is giant. But it's it's like as if like you saw like a millionaire and you compared him to a billionaire and said like, oh well, you're not successful. Like Twitter is still doing pretty damn well. Yeah, it's like it's not the giant that Facebook is, but like it's not a bad company. Um, financially speaking, yes, they've they've continued to exist. Yes, so. Well, well done. Like we also don't make as much as Facebook. Nobody like comes to us and say and says, you know, you you guys are failing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that would that would not be very nice. Don't do that. So do we have any idea if this is going to cause a bit of a domino effect? Are we going to see other uh, social media platforms at least come out with a statement, maybe not necessarily following in Twitter's anti-political ad stance, but will YouTube come out with a statement tomorrow and say we're definitely going to be running political ads? Are we going to see any I've of that? I've actually been curious about that. I've been wanting to reach out to YouTube and see what their policies are on this because I, I don't know, but like YouTube is a big player in political ads this year. I know that, I, I think it was during either the first World Series uh, game um, or some game during the NBA finals or something like that, where like the entire front page, like the banner was like a huge, like political ad. I might've either been for the Trump campaign or the Warner Warren campaign, but uh, yeah, YouTube still does that. So, and it's like a, it's a good chunk on there too. And I don't know what their policies are on it. So thank you for reminding me to look into that. Yeah. It's a good point too, because obviously there are more players in this than uh, just Facebook and Twitter, even though that's kind of how, Dorsey presented his argument yesterday. So, yeah, like we'll we'll have to find out if other players are actually going to start saying one way or the other. But as it stands right now, Zuckerberg seems to be digging in and doubling down and saying, like, we're not going to change this. We we feel like this is something that we want to do, even though their own employees are you know signing letters saying that we don't like this. We think that you should really uh, take a different stance because you have the ability to. So you already mentioned that you believe YouTube is going to be a big player in political ads coming up in the next campaign. Where else, if 
people are getting um, forced out of Twitter. What other platforms do you think are palatable for political uh, ad campaigns? Um, I mean, other social networks don't really, you don't really need to pay for that kind of thing. Like you can just do an AMA on Reddit if you want to. Uh, Pinterest is mostly like squared off from a lot mm-hmm. of these like political. Right. And uh, you don't posts. really go to Snapchat for this kind of thing either. Yeah. So, I mean, Instagram is a possibility, but Instagram is run by Facebook and their policies. So it's not really going to be that different from what Facebook is doing. Um, so I would say Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter are probably the big players here. I mean, as always, I just wondered if there was maybe some kind of like dark horse platform. Um, TikTok. <laughs> Ew. Sure. Because I mean, remember back in the day, at the very least, I, I have very cringy memories of uh, Hillary Clinton on Vine. Oh, yeah. A lot of people were on Vine, but they didn't pay for that. True. Mm. Like they're going to be on like as many social networks as they can. But if we're talking about paid advertising like YouTube, Twitter and Facebook are the big players here. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if like uh, Dead Tree Media actually benefits from this in some way that those Twitter, those dollars that are supposed to go to Twitter don't end up going to Twitter. So more newspaper or magazine ads end up getting purchased instead. Yeah. Don't we have our first YouTuber politician candidate? Isn't that happening right now? Joey? Oh, don't. No, 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 no. That guy drinks his own piss. I don't (laughs) I don't want to talk about this guy. We just lost our universal clean rating that we always have on the podcast. I don't I don't care. You just said piss. Is that bad? I don't even want to mention his name, man. Like I the dude is a joke. Like I'm not disagreeing. I was just saying that we've actually reached that point where we've jumped the shark. And YouTubers are involved in politics now. I'm I surprised it took well. that long. I, I'm just—I was just bringing up a, a relevant segue. That's all. At, Sorry, like, Alfred. He, like the dude is like a race baiter who like drinks. His I own know piss. he's an like, idiot. I'm good. Like, I'm so glad I don't know who the hell this is. I mean, that sounds to me like he's perfectly cut out to be involved in oh, today's political boo. landscape. I meant that as a broad stroke. Okay, fine. All right, I'm sorry. I've upset Alfred, but it's probably time to go anyways. But before we go, I wanted to uh, showcase, we're trying to get a little more involved in our social networks uh, on this side. Not politically, of course, but we like polls. Uh, So yeah, um, let's take a look real quick. Yesterday, we were talking about HBO Max with uh, Joan and Roger, and we took a poll out to see what anybody was excited about coming in the HBO Max lineup. Uh, House of the Dragon way ahead, obviously, with 56%. Next in line, a pleasant surprise to me was Dune the Sisterhood, 23%. Benny Gesserit's Live Forever. Uh, then we had Berlanti's DC Comics Verse and Grease Rydell High, which I didn't even realize was happening until we looked at things yesterday. Uh, before we shut things down here, are you guys um, just because we like talking about TV? Uh, any of the lineup in HBO Max you guys give a crap about? Yeah, I voted on House of the Dragon, so I would definitely want to watch that. Uh, and then otherwise, people are just won't stop talking about the morning show for some reason, which I know is on Apple TV Plus. because of how bad it is. Is that it? I've heard that it's garbage. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I look, I don't plan on buying any of these services. Uh, if any of them end up being good, I will just pirate it. So <laughs> nice. Stealing is cool. I'm pretty sure there's like a company policy against you saying that on the air, but we'll no. just have to find out when HR Are calls. Are you us. sure about that? I think there might be. Do um. crimes. Okay. 
I'm excited about Green Lantern and uh, Dune, but we already established that on yesterday's episode. Um, I just, I don't know. If anybody's out there, keep an eye on us on Twitter. Uh, we're trying to mess around with a few new things, get a few ideas from you guys on how to keep performing the show, finessing the show, polishing things up. But uh, yeah, anyways, finally back at it after a rough couple of weeks. Uh, take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. And Alfred, go ahead and take us out. Yeah. All right. Uh, please subscribe and click on the notification button, which I think looks like a bell, so you can join us here live on weekday mornings. If you don't mind, uh, we have links in the bottom. And uh, we have audio podcasts that you can subscribe to because we are uh, thirsty and struggling. So um, for The Daily Charge, I'm Alfred Ng. I'm Ben Fox Rubin. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.